You ready? Yeah. Hey, Mark and out. It's the Long Island IZ, Zach Ryder. And I just wanted to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Shalom. This is Jay Silva of Two and a Half Russes Podcast. Just want to say a big mazel tov to my boys David and Chris for their 1,000th episode of Marking Out. Mazel tov, you marks. And this is Molly from Two and a Half Wrestlers Podcast, and I wanted to give a big fuck you to the boys of Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a milestone in the Marking Out podcasting world. This is hashtag Marking Out 100, and you are listening yet again to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Thank you, everybody, for making Marking Out 100 possible and listening and staying with us with our weekly banter of professional wrestling and sports entertainment talk. You can listen to this and episodes 99, 46, and all those episodes on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. While you're on iTunes, make sure you subscribe and make sure that you comment on the iTunes to get our, uh, our rating up and make sure that you like us a lot. I gotta give big, huge, ginormous, ginormous, ginormous props to Ring Rope Rebellion for just being awesome and making our wonderful theme music that never gets old. Do you think after what do we what do we bring this in like episode like thirty something when we brought in uh, the theme music? I don't know, but uh, thank you very much, guys, for making us the theme music, and we also have to thank uh, Nick Matocho as well for making us our uh, badass logo, which is on our t-shirts that you can buy also at MarkingOut.com. Am I the only one that's celebrating uh, this joyous occasion by wearing a Marking Out t-shirt? Uh, I am wearing the Tag Team Champion shirt. Oh, come on, Brandon. It, was, it just, it was in the loop, it was in the loop. It was in the loop. What do you, what do you like, cycle through all your shirts? Yeah, and then I do the wash, and then I wear other shirts okay. i i have i just do t-shirt time man i sit in front of my closet i'm like okay what t-shirt do i want to wear today and yeah my t-shirts are too big to fit in my closet well i have my own t-shirt closet because i just have stupid amounts of t-shirts anyway yeah. uh my name is chris you can follow me on twitter at chris Sweendog. one person that hasn't started talking yet is hashtag no twitter dave dave a good morning <laughs> He's still celebrating. By the way, happy- yeah, one hundred episodes, motherfucker. Yeah, but it- don't sound so vicious, dude. What was that? What was that? You sounded so vicious. You were like one hundred episodes, motherfucker, bitch. Because I'm dead serious. Yeah, we're supposed to be celebrating here. This is a celebration, bitches. Chris, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And we're also here with uh, the man of a hundred nicknames. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Adding to another nickname. Adding to another I just thought of that right now. Uh, Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today, sir? 
I am doing awesome as always. I would like to know how your guys' New Year's went. Eh, it worked. I mean, and if anybody, you know, there's people on Twitter who's like, did you get out of work so you can go to the house show or go to, uh, you know, get off for New Year's? I didn't. I, I, I worked. I came in. Here's the cool part, and I didn't tell you guys about this. So right after the ball dropped, you know, Rachel came in, and my owner was sitting there, and, you know, I said, hey, you know, hey, happy New Year. Uh, you know, this is my wife, Rachel. And he goes up to, he goes up to Rachel and goes, you got a good guy here. And he knows too fucking much about professional wrestling. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you like, how do you know that? And then he oh, goes, shit. he goes, dude, I didn't tell you. I'm like, no. He's like, I listened to your podcast the other day. I was like, no, you didn't. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow. Did he hear me telling you to quit? No, he listened to the episode. He listened to 98. He didn't listen to 99. He's like, dude. he's like, I had no clue what you were talking about, but you sounded good. That's all that matters. I was just like, I turned to Rachel. I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't listen to this week's episode. <laughs> I'm so glad, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Brandon, how was your New Year's? Dude, first of all, I hate New Year's. I don't fucking celebrate that shit. And my friend was like, "Yo, you going to this bar?" I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll go." So I get to the bar, chilling there. Next thing you know, I'm wearing a fucking New Year's hat, totally against my fucking will. Beliefs wasted. Yeah, right. Next thing I knew, I had a party blower in my hand. Next thing I knew, I had a grogger in my other hand. What's a grogger? You know, the, the noisemakers? Oh, Jews, okay. Jews know what I mean. Yeah, probably. But, and then I'm just sitting there. Don't even recall the ball dropping. I just remember everyone in the bar saying, 10, 9, 8, and doing the countdown all drunk and shit. And then they the band that was live there playing all Lang Syne. Some fucking dude came up to me and kissed me, which was horseshit. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Bam roasted the first kiss yeah. of the new year was from a dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking my, my friend's brother was running around the bar kissing everyone. I was like, dude, get the fuck away from like me. Like the, uh, the the old uh, host of The Price is Right. Uh, no, not The Price is Right. Not Bob Barker. Uh, Family Feud, where he'd just go randomly and kiss every like woman on the lips. Be like, hey, how, how you doing, darling? And like kiss them straight on the lips now. No, luckily this wasn't on the lips. So. Okay. But still. You Did you kiss. at least get a kiss from a, from a chick? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. There weren't any girls in that bar, dude. The ratio was like five to one. And Dave, how was your New Year's? Yeah, so it you got was ki- eventful. We watched Raw and drank. Yeah, and I saw you got kissed by two girls and had to uh, t- three, t- t- three girls, three and, girls. and also one cup. <laughs> one cup. Yeah, that's a long story. Yeah, Dave. Dave was raving that night, yeah. but not not enough to make more YouTube videos about us looking for me eating ice cream, which was nope. awesome. But um, speaking of getting kisses and speaking of ringing in the new year, there's a lot of people maybe procreating. There's a lot of people maybe getting married. And maybe there's a lot of people on New Year's killing people. So in the spirit of that, in the spirit of us doing things that we like to do on the show, we're going to start off episode 100 with a, a nice round of fuck, marry, and kill. Or marry, fuck, kill. Or kill, marry, fuck. Or just kill. Eh, it doesn't know. Dude, it's it's fuck marry kill. You got to start with the F. You got to go to the M. And you got to go to. The I always call it marry fuck kill. Yeah, no, because you're gonna you're gonna fuck somebody, then you're gonna marry them, and then you're gonna kill them. Well, we know what order Brady goes in. Yeah, well, it's I... what anyone goes in. Listen, it's I'm rock, all paper scissor, not scissor rock paper. It's all about it's all about killing. All right, let's well let's let's start this off. Dave, 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 this is Dave's thing. So, Dave, take right, take Ryan away. CM 1992. 
gives us the options Tyler Rex, China, or Caitlin. Um, hmm. start Tyler Rex. I'm going to kill Tyler Rex. I'm going to marry Caitlin and fuck China. But he's so nice. Yeah, he does seem nice. I don't know. So I, nice. I, I You think... guys fuck him. He has a new baby, David. Another okay. one? Okay. No, okay. That's so I so mean. You know what? I'm going to I'm I'm going to agree with Dave on this one. Cuz yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, just... I'm going to it's all around. I'm sorry, Rexy. Yeah, sorry if you're listening. I apologize about that. All right, continue. All right, reactions sent us Tenside, Brodus Clay, or The Big Show. Chris, this has you written all over Why it. Why does it have me written all over it? What the fuck? Chris, go first. You like, you like to party. <laughs> um, let's see. Tenside, Brodus Clay, and Big Show. Okay. So I would probably marry The Big Show because he's been in the business for the longest <laughs> and probably has the most amount of money saved up. Um, I would, oh, this is, this is really, I hate doing these cause they're so awkward and it's me and it's a bunch of big fat guys and I'm like skinny as a whale here. What do you got? What do you got against fat people? I have nothing against fat people. All right. Um, I would probably, hmm. You click kill, two of us together. We'll start fire. Well, I'd kill Brodus Clay so I can be like, you know, like the Tauntaun and Empire Strikes Back at Luke Skywalker. I'll just slice him open if I need to keep warm. Um, and so then, you're saying you'd fuck Tensai? Yeah, probably. Listen. I, I would marry the big show, fuck Tensai. No, marry the big show, kill Tensai, and fuck the Bumpasaurus. The bump- yeah, I agree with Brandon. I would uh, marry big show, fuck uh, Clay, and uh, kill Tensai. Put those nipple rings, guys. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. No. All right. Continuing I'm- on. We mark out sent us Ambrose, Reigns, or Rollins. Choose from the shield. Brandon, you can start this one out. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I would kill Dean Ambrose because he looks like somebody that would kill me. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, I hate saying this. I would fuck. <laughs> I would fuck Seth Rollins and then marry Roman Reigns because. Then I'd be in the biggest fucking family in the wrestling industry, probably. <laughs> and then right, Rocky I, Johnson would train you again. Yeah, right. I would kill Ambrose. Uh, I guess like fuck Reigns and then um, Mary Rollins. Yeah, I'd probably do the same because I feel like me and Seth Rollins would get along on our love of uh, hardcore and you know hardcore music and stuff like that. I mean, he did come out wearing his "This Is Hell" shirt. And they're awesome, by the way. If I haven't stated that enough on this show. <laughs> okay, but... Uh, All right, C. Zephyr sends us AJ Lee, Caitlin, or Paige. All right, this is one that we can actually get into. Um, yeah, we can. Dave, you could start this one off because you're all about the female wrestling. All right. Uh, well, I'm back. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to... Ooh, this is tough. You know you're going to kill AJ, David. I don't know. I'm going to marry Paige. I am going to... Oh. <laughs> Dave said, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my. I'm going to fuck... <laughs> David, what are you talking about there? That <laughs> uh, no one's going to get that besides I'm gonna, us. I'm going <laughs> to fuck Caitlin and kill AJ. Um, See, I told you. Yeah. Um, I would marry Caitlyn. I would 
fuck AJ, and then I would kill Paige, because I, I, I really don't know nothing about Paige. I was about to say, that's because you don't know her. Yeah. That's, that's I don't know. Much I, I know her. And watch, watch tomorrow, Dave's going to put like all like 800 page matches on the fa- Facebook page, <laughs> which I didn't even mention. Facebook.com slash out. Still haven't posted the match of the week from last week because I've been busy, so fuck off. Uh, all right. Wow, don't tell him to F off. No. Speaking of effing off, though, I would totally, I would butt fuck AJ. <laughs> Not I regular. Would, yeah, right. I would marry Caitlin and I would kill Paige. Yeah, because you don't know her? No, I do know her. I don't. I don't know. She's kind of like Seamus, except with brown hair. I think she's hot. Plus, she's she got a British accent. She's translucent and British. And Dave, it gets weak at the knees for those British accents. Not, not saying anything wrong about being British. Brendan loves British people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love uh, British accents. and I have somebody from British, like in my family. Somebody from, from British? British? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have, I have somebody from British in my family. From Britain. Where are they from? from uh, where do you live in British? I don't know. Fuck you. But fuck you. Um, All right. Also, Drew Femme 97 sent us Vicky Guerrero, Linda McMahon, or Karma. I would marry Mrs. McMahon. Yeah, I, Linda I McMahon. would say. No and ifs or buts. If you could spend $50 million or whatever it was, then. Still be well off. Yeah, then come on. Then I would kill Karma and fuck Vicky Guerrero. I agree with Brandon. I would do all the same. I would chop my balls off, shoot myself in the head, and jump off a bridge. There you go. That's very fuck kill. But that's horseshit, dude. You fucking lost out on so much money. What, Linda McMahon? Yeah. Yeah, like, well, you know what? My my balls need to stay intact. Dude, you uh, can... Plus, dude, you get to have that entire wrestling library. Oh, yeah, that's Okay, true. so then I would probably, yeah, I'd marry Leonard McMahon, and it'd be, it would be a sexless marriage. Probably, I like, what? Yeah, you don't know how to. You, Why? You... Might as well, dude. No, I mean, no, but still. No. Like, I... no, if there's anyone, if I'm getting married to Linda McMahon, the only sex I'm having is with her daughter. Yeah, and then Triple H walks in and gives you a pedigree. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'd be like, Triple H, what up, Paul? <laughs> High five, we're Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 And that ends this segment of... And that was Mary Fuck Kill. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the NYWC sign guy, Jason Linick, and I just want to give a huge congratulations to Brandon, Chris, and Dave on 100 episodes of Marking Out. Way to go, guys. Uh yeah, blah. All right. Well, let's get on to uh, some pro- sports entertainment talk. This is going to be a different show this week, so this is not going to be one segment of a lot of wrestling. At a smaller segment, we're just gonna it's gonna go with the flow here, and I'll uh, edit in some some congratulations from all of our friends. So thank you, friends, if you're listening, for congratulating us. I was gonna make my own bumper, but. I got too lazy. Oh, I got too busy, I should say. Uh, all right, let's talk a SmackDown from last year. You're going to make your own bumpers put over your show? Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? Didn't I? Did I tell those people in public that I signed my own yearbook? Yes, you did. You said that on the show. Yeah. Yeah, you admitted that. There's nothing wrong with that. Are you kidding me? It's like, dear B to the G, you fucking graduated. You did it. Yes, yes, you did. It's like, dear B to the G, you're fucking on episode 100. Congratulations. Congratulations to yourself. 
Yeah, right. hell yeah. But Leah, let's uh, let's start off with SmackDown from last week. SmackDown from the past year, because that was the last uh, W. No, second to last WWE event. Let's hop in our DeLorean and go back in time. Uh, you know, I've, I think I've already run on this rant about the the name Back to the Future. I'm not going to get on it now. Yeah. You did. Okay, good. So let's people can go listen to past episodes for that one. Um, we have one bad and one middle from last week's SmackDown. You have a uh, bad of Brodus Clay defeating Primo. Yeah. Yeah. The the I mean, it sucks because Brodus Clay is a talent that like could be putting on better matches. He doesn't need to be facing. But now he's he's lumped in this like you know. This, yeah, it's just like role. it's one big clusterfuck where they need other shit to do and. Epico and Primo, they need they should they should end of the stick. No, yeah, yeah, actually they do. They should be tagging up week after week, putting they on good be matches. A title picture. Yeah, they should. Well, the tag the tag team title picture, I think right now is just between Road Scholars and Hell No. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. You have twenty teams in WWE. You're and using that's good. two of them. That's that's the that's the good part about it because then you can have that undercard of tag team wrestling. I feel like I feel like a broken record right now because we talk about this all the time. But yeah, you know, when did Brodus Clay become Run DMC? That's my question. I think it was just that night. No, because he, I saw it on like the the Raw too. He was dressed up oh, with right. that yeah, stupid hat. I guess he's. I and guess the he's, glasses too. The hipster glasses. Oh God! Don't get me started on hipsters. <laughs> they probably they probably have no prescription on him, but but you know he's cool, so he can wear non-prescription glasses. I'm not not starting on it. I know one person in particular would love this. Uh, another hipster rant, but listen, if if you were a if you were a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, I'm sure that's not the worst of unprescription stuff you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was, yeah, Bros Clay versus Epico and Primo goes in our bad section. Uh, and then you have the middles. You have Sheamus versus Brad Maddox. So Brad Ma- Maddox, yet again, trying, I guess, trying to get a job with the WWE. And failing because and where where is all this fucking footage of that he's filming going? Like, is it on his show? I don't watch it. Do, does anyone know? I don't know. Either. Does anybody actually watch the YouTube show? Is, is there a YouTube anybody, show? Is anybody listening? No. Do you get it? No. No. Billy I, Madison. I, oh, Billy Madison. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Is there a YouTube show? I don't know. Maybe there is, and they just put it on a random channel. I mean, I think that it's that he has something good going on. But it's not really. Face it, he's not. Listen, the last time they tried this, I think, was Colin Delaney. Maybe 2007 or whatever. That got over, I think. I thought that was I don't great. Know. I, I just don't see this. I, what's the payoff that he gets his contract? Nobody's going to care. And then he's right. gonna, he's just going to be thrown in there with all those lower mid card guys. Nobody's going to care. This this has got to be. Uh, building with something bigger, yeah. And I actually do think it's going to be something bigger. I don't think that they're just going to have the payoff of him winning a match and getting a contract. I think it's going to be something bigger. Yeah. No. I hopefully. Uh, what, what what bigger can you see though? I I don't know whether a wrestler comes in to help him out to give him that assist to help bring somebody else in. Maybe they so should. You're, you're, telling, you're telling me right now that you think Brad Madox is going to win the Royal Rumble of 2013? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> New York Lotto slogan there. Uh, yeah, so eh, we'll see. We'll see where Brad Maddox goes. But right now, it's really just not, not 
twisting our nipples as it should be. Uh, let's have, that was a weird. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that was a weird analogy. I'm twisting sorry. our nipples. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know when you get your nipples twisted when you're. Chris, like, I learned so much about you through this show. I know. I'm I'm sick. Yeah. Then earlier you were talking about t- uh, ten size nipple rings. Yeah, it's true. I'm sorry. I'm a, <laughs> I'm all into bondage in S and M. All right, ball gags, you know, all that stuff, secret password being banana. I knew that wasn't a pink fucking handball that I found in your house. Yeah, and you touched it. That's horseshit. <laughs> we're, we're all kidding here. We're all, all jokes aside, let's get on to the goods of SmackDown. It was a pretty good SmackDown. Um, the, I guess the recurring theme of the night was the fact that the big show randomly was going to get an opponent picked for him to face him for the World Heavyweight title later in the night. Um, it was first picked that Santino was going to face off against the Big Show, which everybody, I guess everybody liked. Santino liked a lot as well. But Santino got hurt, and then it was named Ricardo Rodriguez was going to face off against the Big Show. Was, was it a little bit too weird for that segment? Which part How he got injured and everything. Like, it's, it's obvious that he wasn't really injured. Yeah. Well, obviously, but he was warming up and he pulled a hammy or whatever. That's the thing. Like, do you mind the way that he was taken out of the match? No, not at all. No. Like, see, that that I don't mind. The, the one thing that I still mind and, like, I still fucking hate that they did it was on the, the what was it called? December to Dismember pay-per-view, the ECW Elimination Chamber one. Okay. I think it was. Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, the way Sabu. Valley, I think no, it was. No, no. When Sabu got taken out in the back or whatever. And whenever Sabu got taken out, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually wanted to see Sabu in that match, but I'm back ma- to SmackDown. I'm, imagine I'm – just, I'm just thinking about it right now. Him going off of a chair through like one of those pods – yeah, that'd be fucking insane. Yeah, and it, and the the thing was is that 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 elimination chamber had weapons to it. Yeah, every cell had. That was a cool concept. I like that. But the fact I that Bobby Bobby Lashley won wasn't. wasn't it just, I mean, I don't know. There's they they fucked up that ECW big time. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. yeah, they did. I agree. But uh, it's going back. But on. fuck that. So yeah, but fuck that. All right, <laughs> there we go. We used it right properly, right, Brandon? Do I get? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you. Can we put, get a real, what's the ruling on the field? You put the emphasis on the wrong word. It's it's but fuck this. Okay. But fuck this. Okay, fine. But, did you just say like that is? Yeah, I did. I don't. Okay. It's too. My, early. my speech is all different today. <laughs> um. But yeah. So Ricardo Rodriguez gets taken out, and Alberto Del Rio gets to face the Big Show. But uh, unfortunately, the Big Show uh, wins. That match via disqualification because Sheamus comes out and attacks the Big Show, which then causes the rest of the roster, who are a bunch of losers and rejects, which is pretty much just the roster to come out. That every that's the roster that is not part of the world title picture comes out and brings Big Show. No, back that's to... not true because Dolph Ziggler was there too. Yeah, so, Ziggler, but he's not in the world heavyweight title picture. Kind of. Not really. He's kind of in a bigger feud with John Cena right now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, I feel like you're in the picture, in the background, even if you – because you got – Yeah, I think he's okay. still All right, relevant. Yeah, All right, true. 
I don't know. Everybody came out. Everybody came out and, attacked, and put the big show in his place. So nobody likes the big show. Um, you know, what, how do you guys feel about this Alberto Del Rio face, t- face turn? Is I'm very like- happy that you actually brought up that concept. Yeah. I am a, I'm actually a big fan of it. I think it is going over with the fans. I am a supporter of it because it does get Del Rio airtime, uh, air and I think that it's creative. Plus, a lot of the fans already love Ricardo, and now that he's a face, fans enjoy him even more. I, that's the one thing I think I like the most out of this face turn is Ricardo Rodriguez and his involvement because it's funny. Yeah. You know, every, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm a big supporter of comedic style wrestling, the Cole Cabanas out there. And Ricardo Rodriguez, just his, the voices and like the, the noises he makes in the match where he's like screaming at the top of his lungs is hilarious. And that's, that's a part of – you know, it's not it, – WWE, as we say all the time, it's not pro wrestling. It's sports entertainment. You have to have that entertainment factor in there. As uh, – as far as Alberto Del Rio goes, I don't know. Like, I'm for it. I'm I'm a fan of it. I'm, I'm a fan of his work and everything. But I just don't feel like it's getting over to the points that WWE maybe wants it to get over. I don't know. I I I, dis- I definitely disagree. I think that it's getting over, and I think I kind of like it because he's kind of like a face where I don't know where his mentality lies. It's not like a Randy Orton where oh he's a viper and. He could snap anytime. It's more of a Del Rio is sneaky. What is he thinking? Yeah. Okay. I can. I can. You had a lot of other really goods on uh, SmackDown this week. You had a great uh, two awesome singles competitions with uh, Antonio Cesaro uh, defeating Zack Ryder. I think he's one. Zack Ryder in the ring is one of the best guys to put people over. Yeah, and also the way he sells the uh, maneuvers are, I guess. Unparalleled to yeah. anybody else right now. Dolph Even back, I mean, I, I hate to say, it, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, but back to ECW. Even though, when even though, back to ECW when he when they debuted, they were like, this was like the first time people were seeing the Major Brothers on TV, and they the selling that that they had were fucking phenomenal. Well, when you train for Mikey Whipwreck, you know. He, you learn how to, you know, you learn a lot of good things with the professional wrestling field. So if you want to train, go to mywcwrestling.com. It's a cheap plug right there, but not a shameless plug. Dave can do that later. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, the chemistry between these two guys, I think, in the ring is great. I'm, uh, I, I like that. I'm a fan of it. And then, you know, continuing on with singles, singles competition, you had uh, Dolph Ziggler facing off against The Miz. And, you know, two of the the higher up guys there. And Dolph Ziggler winning because of the help of his uh, little click he has with Biggie Langston. Which was... Yeah, I still, I can't get, I can't, this guy Biggie Langston's not doing it. No, you... I just, no, he's, I just, well, I see wearing a singlet. I don't get it. What do you think, he should be just wearing a pair of generic black trunks? No, he shouldn't be wearing wrestling gear. He's not wrestling. Well, like, you know, we, we we don't yeah, even he know be, him. He should be wearing a suit like Mr. Hughes. No, not even. It doesn't God, have to be the a new suit. Mr. Hughes. It doesn't even have to be a suit. But like, we don't Bar. know Big E Langston as a wrestler. We know him like we know him as a wrestler from NXT and FCW or whatnot. But on WWE television, he's a manager that came as security for AJ or whatever. You dress him up like security if 
if if you were at a bar and there was a security guard wearing that, would you take him seriously? No. I would mark. I would probably mark a little bit. I'd be like, oh my god, you're wearing a wrestling. <laughs> oh my god, please hit me, hit me, please, hit give, me, King. Give me the big ending, please. That, that's see, that sounds very weird. If you go to the fucking bar and you ask, did you, for, did you just say King me King? Yeah. No. Crown me King. Damn there you go. There you go. No, but if you go to a bar and there's somebody wearing a singlet and you tell them to uh, give you the big ending, that sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like- it's not going to be the big ending that you actually mean. Or yeah. maybe you do. I don't know. That, that's what, that's Whatever how Dave, floats your boat. Yeah, that's how Dave picks up, picks up chicks. Hey, want me to give you the big ending? <laughs> yeah. No, that's how... Br- then I get slapped. Yeah. You just got slapped. All right. Yeah, so, I mean... Ziggler going over, it's good. He's got his little click. Uh, you had a really good six-man match with, with uh, Wade Barrett and Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow going over Kofi and Team Hell No. Continuing these two feuds, you know, we spoke about it a couple minutes ago where, you know, the tag team title picture right now is pretty much the Rhodes Scholars and Team Hell No. And Wade are, ba- are with Wade Barrett picking up the W over Kingston during that match, do we see Kofi getting a one-up on him at any time? I mean, Wade Barrett's proven himself we, to be very we, did. we did we did we did we'll, and we'll talk about we'll that talk when we about get, that later when we get the main event but yeah. who knows we're just three wrestling fans no I'm kidding yeah no you gotta, you gotta throw all the uh, positioning statements out there we, we, we didn't see that though yeah we did we'll talk about it later yeah we saw Kofi Kingston getting a one up yep. yes David we'll talk about it later god um yeah so that was that. Um, you know, tag team wrestling. We spoke about Rhodes Scholars and Hell No being the tag team to pic- picture. But there is this undercard that is just so talented with this tag team division we, uh, with the Usos and with the primetime players. And you saw a great match from them with the Usos picking up the win over the primetime players. And, you know, solid tag team wrestling, by the way. If you haven't done your DLC downloads yet, make sure you do that. You download the Usos. And well, they, they, I think they come out like... It's two weeks next week. No, it was supposed to come out the fifth. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, because they had they were gonna have a preview video of it on the third, which is past already, which got moved to seventh. Okay. So it might come out the eighth because it's a Tuesday. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, All I have to say is I saw the entrance video for the Usos, and it's spot on except for the the their theme song hits right away really and like they're sitting there doing the the warm-up thing the samoan fighting thing oh i forgot what it was called yeah but they don't actually you don't hear them do it and their music's playing so it's kind of like a letdown but i cannot wait to play as the usos they're good they have, they have a new tag team finisher in it so it's fucking awesome oh yeah oh yeah the top rope brain buster too oh fuck yeah all right yeah so that was yeah good tag team wrestling but the shield uh Came well, didn't come out, but came on the Titan Tron and uh, had a nice. It, it was disgusting. Like I, I don't understand how you could even have them come on the Titan Tron. Like yeah, that. seriously, I thought I was really appalled with this. Like appalled. I understand, I understand when Big Show was like when he ripped down the Titan Tron and they they got a new one the next week or whatever. But yeah, but coming that, on the Titan Tron, it's just the, over the top. That, yeah, that's not good. That's not okay. Like it's a PJ a PG show, a PJ show. Yeah, it's a PG show. Yeah, what's a what's a PJ, Brandon? It's a it's a plow job. <laughs> what's a plow job? I don't want to know. Yeah, it, you don't know. It's winter time. People know what a plow job is. <laughs> yeah, okay. We haven't we saw a little bit of snow this year so far. Um, 
But yeah, okay. That was, so that was good. You had some good uh, singles wrestling, good tag team wrestling, and uh, yeah. So uh, let me try to do this again and say that you know that was a good SmackDown to end off the uh, 2012 year. DJ Fat Pat here, professional DJ and professional wrestler. I want to congratulate Chris. Brandon and Dave on 100 episodes of Marking Out. And guys, in your honor, to commemorate this monumentous event, I'm going to eat 100 Chicken McNuggets for you guys. (laughs) Soy sauce, barbecue sauce, ketchup and all for you guys. And you know what? Here's to another 100 episodes of Marking Out, because in 100 weeks from now, I want an excuse to eat 200 McNuggets all at one time. (laughs) But seriously, guys, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks for talking about the sport we all love, professional wrestling. Now let's get on to it. The Big Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. (laughs) You're just going to be... Throw that fucking thing in the garbage. Seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? I love it, actually. That's such horseshit. He's not Yerpel. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we could have Yerpel on the show. Yeah, right. Do you think she still takes bookings? I wish. I swear to God. Like, no. if I had a kid but, and but I, I had a party, dude, I would be like... No, but fuck that. Seriously. No, it's but fuck that. Okay, but fuck that. Regardless. We, that's one. Bob Backlund. That's one. No, that's two, actually. You that's said Bob true. Acklin earlier. Um, we have to get Uncle Magic on the show before we get Yerpel on. Sorry. Sorry. Dude, I, are you, Yerpel is part of your childhood. <laughs> yeah, true. Because it was part of the Attitude Era. But Monday Night Raw, um, a themed Monday Night Raw this week. It was a champion's choice where all the champions got to pick who they were going to face. Do you think somebody was watching Impact? What, for open fight night and championship Tuesday? Yeah. Maybe. You never know. You never know. Uh, but there was one bad. Was there one bad? Yeah. There, there was one, there the one, one bad. Well, the WWE champion got to pick a match. Oh, wait, we have to say this was New Year's Eve, by the way. Yeah, this was New Year's Eve, the last WWE televised event in 2012. So you have to go out with a bang. And, you know. Seeing as it's a new year, the champions get to uh, pick their choice who they want to close out the year with. And CM Punk picked, kind of convinced Vicky Guerrero to have Ryback face off against the Shield, which would have been an awesome match. I think everybody was excited to see that. But we didn't see that because it just led to pure chaos and led to Sheamus coming out and led to it, the re- – what? It, it, I was going to say it led to the most unfortunate fucking return that you'd ever want to come back from the bar on December 31st into January 1st and see – Randy to find out, like, Orton making oh, his are return. Are you kidding me? Was he, he's been out for like two weeks. He's like, oh, they separated his shoulder and now Randy Orton's actually back. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. So maybe we'll see him get into this – Shield picture. Can never... somebody like slip him some drug or like some sort of steroid so this way he get a third strike? You're the pharmacist, Dave. Come on. Or like the sixth <laughs> strike, eleventeenth. Listen strike. though, listen. I think Randy Orton's becoming like Triple H though. Why? Okay, you you said this earlier. Just uh, tell me. I was watching the the Raw 1000 DVD, which is the three disc set. I was watching. It's the uh, top 100 moments of Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. And there was a clip from, I think it was like 2003 with Triple H. And I was like, 
Yeah, that's probably when I started to not give a shit about Triple H. And so you're trying to say that Randy Orton's evolving? Say that again? Are you trying to say that he's evolving? Randy Orton's not evolving. He's, he's just evolving into Triple H evolution. Yeah, no, that wasn't. <laughs> it's oh, a great theme music. No, it, it's just Randy Orton. Like, I think uh, maybe two years ago was. Ah, fuck you! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I think Randy Orton kind of like jumped the shark with WWE. How? It's just I we're we're sick and tired of him. So I know, but there's there's a whole bunch of people that aren't sick and tired of him. Are we really going to let him get away with using uh, saying "jump the shark"? Why what? not? What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? Yeah, you can't jump over a shark. You only really get eaten by sharks. Jump Excuse the me. shark. You know the term "jump the shark"? No. I believe, Explain. Um, I believe it. First of all, "jump the shark" means that you're. That you're past the prime, basically. I guess is that how you would describe it? Brandon, you're, you're not really making any sense Jump right now. Jump the Shark, I believe, came from when Happy Days was on the air and they had Arthur Fonzarelli jump a fucking shark. And that was when the TV series went downhill. It, there, oh, yeah. I kind of remember that episode. Jumped the Shark. I remember that episode. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, well, we're spending too much time on Brandon trying to cover his own ass. No, using- Brandon, I don't remember that fucking episode. Google, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, Google this. It's all on Google. Okay, great. <laughs> Everything's on Google. You're on Google, and you should stop Googling yourself. All right, Brandon? That was my New Year's resolution. Yeah, but are you probably – how many times have you Googled yourself so far this year? Zero. Yeah, okay. Zero. Okay. I'm gonna hack into your IP address and see how many times you've Googled yourself. All right. Well, let's let, let's continue on. So you yeah, had the one bad Randy Orton returns to base off against Shield, but you had everything else was good. So let's start off as we said. Champions' choice. Champions get to pick their opponents. The first person you had was Antonio Cesaro, uh, challenging a man that encompasses America since he is the United States champion, challenging Sergeant Slaughter, which I thought was awesome. Brings back mem- memories to my childhood. I yeah. thought it was very cool. I popped for that. Just like I wasn't expecting it. I didn't read any spoilers or anything. And Sarge came out. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I still, I just can't get over the fact that he's bald. And what a better way to do it than in a better place to do it than in Washington D.C. I thought that was very fitting. Yeah, which, which is which is pretty cool. Um, you had the tag team champions defeating three man bands. They wanted to challenge the Shield, but you know Ryback got to was already chosen to fight the Shield. I thought the backstage segment was really funny because they're sitting there like, "Who do we face?" And they just push this wall away, and all of a sudden, three man bands just like rocking out to themselves. Yeah, I thought it was really funny, but you know the match itself was really good. You know, it makes you hate three man band even more, and hate makes you like uh, Team Hell No even more. Yeah, you're not gonna get a bad match out of Team Hell No. Yeah. You're not. Uh, maybe the the biggest good, or the biggest news actually to come out of the this Monday Night Nitro for the last one of 2012 was um, Kofi Kingston. Monday Night Nitro. Monday. Night. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, wait, did you just say Monday Night Nitro? Hold on. 
Oh, see, you do sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> you had uh, Kofi kicks in defending his Intercontinental title against Wade Barrett, a man that he's been feuding with recently, and losing. So you ha- we have a new Intercontinental champion in Wade Barrett this week. Um, I think this was I think this is overdue. I think he should have won the title at back at TLC, but that's just me. But Kofi Kingston got goaded into facing Wade Barrett. He got goat faced into facing. Wade yeah, he got goat faced into it. Yo, bro, let's go to the bar and get goat faced tonight. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? It's like wheatgrass and fucking tofu and beards, fucking yeah. hipsters. But. Yeah, but you know the one thing that kind of like annoyed me about this was the fact that WWE.com spoiled this like right after it happened, and then I had Brandon text messaging me saying, well, "Avoid all spoilers." I have to explain that to you because I got a phone call from David that says, "Oh my, God. no, you didn't." Yes, I did. No, it. yes, didn't. I did, David. And you said, "Dude, a title changed hands." Nope, I never said a title changed hands. What did you say, man? I said that something really I big said happened that, on Raw. I said something big happened on Raw. I never said that the championship w- changed. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I apologize. I said that something really big happened on Raw. Yeah, he was talking and about Sergeant you Slaughter. Assumed that Ziggler cashed in. No, which I said was incorrect. I said, Do not tell me what happened. And then I was like, Did Ziggler cash in? And you're like, nope, not telling you. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. And then I was like, okay, whatever. So apparently it was – and he played it off as if it was some fucking huge thing. So I was – I texted he, I texted Chris and I was like, yo, just avoid spoilers and WWE.com apparently. Yeah, but you said it's so like proper. Like you should be avi- advised not to go on any sort of spoilers or dirt sheets <laughs> or anything like that. I think I said apparently – David or something. I didn't say anything about David. He said nothing about David. But anyway, so yeah. yeah. Well, WWE.com spoiled it for me because the next day I go on WWE.com just to you know check my week- daily banter of uh, you know sports entertainment and says title changes hands at Raw House sh- at uh, at Raw taping. I was like, oh fuck that. Well, we we've spoken about this before where I think you guys liked this idea of yeah. where they <laughs> said. Uh, the spoilers, like tile changes. Yeah, I did. And I was just like, "Oh, cool! Change hands. I'm gonna watch Raw to see other matches because they always put on very good matches." Kofi yeah, I don't have there. I don't have a problem with them spoiling it. I really don't. Yeah, neither because do. because it's a tape Raw, so obviously people, it's gonna get out. So why yeah, Pete, the the, the, it's not like the past where you actually had to go look and find out uh, the spoilers and whatnot. It's Everybody knows what's going to happen on Raw. Yeah. Well, so what's going to happen when it's taped? Yeah. So why not just if I'm WWE? Why not fuck it? Boom. There it is. It's your choice to watch it. Yeah. So as I stated before, uh, earlier in the show, and you guys didn't really want me to speak about it. Do you think Kofi's Shut ever going to Shut the fuck the up. We're, gonna, we're going to get to it. Yeah. Jumping, oh. d- jumping the gun here again, Dave. What else is there? Jumping the shark, and it's a legit fucking term. Fuck you. Google it. Fonzie jumped over a shark. I swear I'm not making that the fuck up. Okay, I whatever. I, I agree with you, Brandon. He was on water skis. No, don't don't agree with him, on, Chris. He was on water skis. I think it was season five. Do not agree with him. Why? Agree to disagree. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not where he was going with that. No, I... 
No. Right, okay, whatever. Let's get let's continue on. So championships. Uh, the Big Show finally gets his match that he wanted against Ricardo Rodriguez uh, in defeating Ricardo Rodriguez via disqualification because his good friend Alberto Del Rio comes out to save the day. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, you know, there was one part where Ricardo was coming back and everybody was getting so into it, and I, th- I was too because I'm just a fan of. I was like, yeah, holy shit, is I he about to win? I thought it was decent. I mean, especially where Ricardo hit that Inseguri. Yeah. And then, like, he got in the corner and he's, like, all, like, hulking up and going nuts. And then, like, yeah, Big Show knocks him out. And it was it was very nice of Del Rio to let, to let uh, Ricardo use his car for the night. Yeah, very nice I just, of him. I just think Del Rio should have, you know, re- returned the favor. He should have came out in that lemon that he came out when he was in the Royal Rumble. That no was way. Awesome. No way. If Del Rio's giving me, my, giving me a car to fucking use, I'm using the car. Yeah, and and I think Del Rio should have returned the favor by announcing Ricardo. Yeah, that that would have actually been very funny. Um, so the Divas champion was allowed to fight whoever she wanted, and she decided that she wanted to fight Mae Young because Mae Young was backstage at the holiday New Year's Eve party, like always. Holla, 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 holla. Um, and she successfully defeated Mae Young, not just because he, she fought Mae Young, because Mae Young couldn't compete. Because yeah. Mae Young was apparently pregnant with the New Year's baby. I believe she's the oldest woman to not get her period. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. It is possible. So Mae Young gave birth in an interesting backstage segment to the New Year's baby. That was Hornswoggle. Yeah. I, I thought the I, I enjoyed the backstage segment. I you know what? Like I didn't. I was just like, really, they're fucking doing this right now. Whatever. I couldn't it's- believe. That she was pregnant again. Well, I, I fucking I was joking around and I tweeted. I was like, "Uh oh, Mae Young's pregnant again. She's gonna give hand, birth to a foot." That's yeah. what I thought was gonna happen. I thought she was gonna give birth to a foot or. Yeah, I didn't even realize like the concept of like New Year's, the New Year's baby. I'm like, "Oh, it's a New Year's baby. Okay, great. They could have put something else in here. I sound like Dave right now. They could have put another match in, put something other than. I don't know. I I, I was a fan of it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but after the match, though, the Eve match that she just defeated Mae Young, you had Caitlyn come out and look pretty strong. So hopefully we'll be seeing a title change in the near future with Caitlyn taking the Divas strap. Um, you had a lot of other goods that didn't involve championship. Well, you kind of one that involved championship was uh, CM Punk. CM Punk bringing out a doctor saying that he may not be medically cleared next week. To face off against Ryback in a TLC match, you know, showing pictures of his knee and the ligament that was repaired, um, and then you have Vince McMahon come out, which is always good. It's always great to see Vince McMahon and uh, him coming out, saying if CM Punk cannot compete next week, it's going to be Paul Heyman competing next week against Ryback in a TLC now, match. Now, CM Punk wanted to compete, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, but he just yeah he wanted to compete, and then the, the doctor said, "Well, actually, after looking re- further review, you're not cleared yet." And then and w- he was like, "What?" Yeah, and then WWE.com the day after it says, "Oh, medic- CM Punk medically cleared. He can wrestle next week." Yeah, WWE reported, dot com reported all that fun stuff. Yeah, so it kind of just shot down that entire segment. <laughs> but hey, did, little uh, news fact: Did you know CM Punk's the first wrestler since Hulk Hogan? which happened in 1987, to hold the WWE Championship from January 1st to December 31st. Yes. Yeah, where did you get that fact from, Monday Night Raw? One of the sheets. Well, how about I add this one? Because 2012 was a leap year, 
the last wrestler to hold a uh, championship from January 1st to December 31st during a leap year. Please tell me it was Bob Backlund. Please tell me it was Bob Backlund. <laughs> it was Bob Backlund. Right? <laughs> Bob Backlund in 1980. Yes. Oh, good. So there you go. There's your little news fact. I really – I don't understand Bob Backlund's streak though because he has like, I don't know, streaks within streaks or whatever, records within records. I don't understand it because was it him who went over to face Antonio Inoki and – I don't know. I don't know. But let's get back onto the Monday Night Raw part here because we can go into historical stuff later on in the show um so yeah so cm punk if he's not medical if he's not medically cleared which he is now he's gonna be facing off against ryback uh next week we actually for the first monday night raw 2013 we're gonna see the rock return which is big finally the rock has returned to monday night raw do you think he's gonna be any sort of involved with tlc match uh, i don't know yes always yeah. there has to be i mean or do you think it's gonna be shield interference then the rock coming out and then maybe the rock maybe rock bottoming ryback set up this match maybe hey i'm not doing it to you know screw you or anything like that i'm screwing it because i want cm punk and i want the wwe title maybe i mean i saw the elimination chamber poster yeah i i haven't what is it it's it's six men okay and i believe it's the rock cm punk john cena ryback big show sheamus maybe (laughs) really yeah so many faces. Yeah, well, it's an elimination chamber. There's six guys in an elimination. But I, yeah, but so no, many faces. Well, what I think is that the Big Show, Sheamus, and what else did I name? I don't know. It maybe it might not have been John Cena. I don't know, but it, it looked to me like they were two separate matches. Okay. So. Uh, all right. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Big Raw next week. Uh, you had some more goods on here. Uh, John Cena was a focal point of Monday Night Raw this week where he started off the show on Miz TV and stated that he was going to be coming out at the end of the night for the New Year's Toast with uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ were going to be making. But this led, you know, being on Miz TV, you have two faces, you have to have two heels come out, Road Scholars try to bash John Cena and the Miz, I liked it. I, I thought it was really funny that John Cena was trying to get really close to Cody Rhodes' mustache. Uh, did anybody besides? Yeah, yeah. No, it was funny. It was funny, which then led into a tag team match with the Rhodes Scholars facing off against Miz and John Cena. A very unlikely tag team, if you looked at this two years ago. Uh, anyway, the, you have the faces go up, Miz and Cena beating off. I, I almost said said that. No, no, you did, did say it, Chris. You, you did. did. You did say it. <laughs> you did say it. Beating the Miz. I mean, <laughs> beating the Road Scholars. Man, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Throw that thing in the garbage. No, just don't hear it. me blowing my New Year's horn. Don't do that either. Don't make me get my air horn. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would scare the shit out of everybody in my house, so I won't do it. So, yeah, so you have John Cena and The Miz beating the Rhodes Scholars. And then later that night, during a wonderful toast that AJ and Dolph Ziggler are giving, just bashing John Cena in the year that he had, John Cena crashes that New Year's Eve toast with the big announcement that he will be in the 2013 Royal Rumble, the first person to be announced in said Royal Rumble. 
and then give, saying uh, some kind words to AJ and Dolph and telling them that they're full of something and drops a brown liquidy-like substance all over their New Year's Eve bash. Which is the second time Dolph Ziggler in his career of WWE got covered in shit. Yep, I was trying to not use the word shit, but yeah, they got covered in shit. And that ends off 2012 for the WWE calendar year. Why would you not try to say shit? I don't know. I was just I was trying to use words that weren't Be- Beating shit. off was fine, but shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Well, that was an accident. Well, I, I have in my notes here. Cena crashes New Year's Eve toast with Dolph slash AJ via shit. I can tweet that out right now. I won't. But yeah, so an interesting – I don't want to say it was really good. I actually enjoyed watching Monday Night Raw this week. The only thing that – you know, Randy Orton coming back was just like, ugh. So yeah, we'll uh, talk about Randy Orton and more ugh in a minute. Hi, this is Brandon's Manor. Make sure you crack open a bottle of champagne for marking out 100th episode and I could still kick the shit out of the three of you. Hey, this is Ford from NYWC. Congratulations to Barking Out on their 100th episode. Keep it going, guys. All right, let's talk about, uh, I guess we're going in linear order here. Let's talk about main events from this week. Last week, you saw Great Kali win a battle royal to face off against Antonio Cesaro. For the United States title, Antonio Cesaro touting that nobody who is American-born can beat him. I like the fact that Miz kind of had some commentary against Antonio Cesaro. But as we all kind of expected, you had Antonio Cesaro going up on Kali with maybe the most impressive neutralizer. Probably. Probably. Giving uh, Kali. And this was actually surprisingly a decent match from Kali, but it was just to the fact that, you know, Antonio Cesaro was in the ring with him and actually made him look good. Once again, this only shows that the WWE does listen to Mark It Out. Yeah, it does. Just because Brandon predicted this entire uh, thing. Come on, though. I think that was that's very foreseeable, though. What? Antonio's- Having him, Cesaro, wanting to do the neutralizer on. He is a fucking beast. Yeah. yeah, I'm, and then like the fact that he had him up in the neutralizer and he's like throwing out the tongue and he just hits it. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, so awesome, really, so awesome. And I, Brandon, Brandon text messaging me during main event. Holy shit, Antonio Cesaro is going to be a future WWE champion, but he's a WWE. He has to be. He yeah. absolutely has to. He's be. a WWE champion right now. So Bam Rose. I, I, no, I meant world champion. Well, then you have to be or specific. Have, or WWE champion, as in WWE championship. I can't wait for him to come out on uh, the DLC pack. I'm really excited. Yeah. And then put him in my universe mode and just make him run house on everybody. I was going to say run train, but then you'd start laughing again at me about that one. I don't think I would have. I don't Yeah, I never, we're not I that never, immature. No, I never really You're not that immature. run train. I never found that, like, what is that? No, never mind, Brandon. Never mind. And then, Google that. Yeah, yeah Google Probably that just one. Just for the also. simple fact that you told me to Google it, I'm going to say no because – you told me to Google a lot of shit when I was a kid, and I probably shouldn't have known half the stuff I knew. That's how Brandon so. found out about Two Girls, One Cup. No, I found out because I was on a field trip to Maryland. No, I'm kidding. I can't even come up with a story for that. <laughs> all right. it's, it's all David's fault. Yeah, good. Well, you know, a, a recurring theme so far of this episode was do we think Kofi Kingston is going to get one up to on Wade Barrett? And this Wednesday – on main event, Kofi Kingston did get wound up because Wade Barrett wanted to run the gauntlet and had, what was it, three three guys in there? The first being Yoshitatsu, 
finish, finishing him cleanly. JTG finishing him with a little bit more uh, slack. And then Kofi Kingston coming out, being that third man and pinning the Intercontinental Champion. So there you go, Dave. Kofi Kingston <laughs> got his Well, obviously up. somebody didn't watch main event. Yep. Dude, and that gauntlet match, like, we obviously we knew. When was the last time you saw a gauntlet match? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure it was recently. So, I just don't recall. But I lo- love the concept. But uh, I think we all knew Yoshi Tatsu wasn't going to win it. Yeah. We all thought JTG wasn't going to win it. But oh, yeah. It was a really good match in between between J- JTG and, and Wade Barrett. And, then, that was, and Justin uh, Gabriel came out right after that. I forgot about that. Oh, one. right, right. And that was a fucking kick-ass match. Yeah. And then Kofi Kingston comes out and I'm like, yep, you know, Kofi Kingston's going to win and go over. I didn't think so. I really didn't think so. Really? You didn't think so? No, I didn't think so. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I really didn't think so. I thought it was – I thought – because I thought it was a number one contender match. Yeah, no. It was just that he just wanted to run the gauntlet to show everybody that he's better than everybody. Yeah. I would have liked – That Wade Barrett-Justin Gabriel match was even better. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really becoming a fan of Justin Gabriel. Like, you know, I thought he was cool and everything like that. You know, high-flying, he's got weird hair, you know, all that good stuff. But he just has to get his mic skills down pat. He's going to be huge. I'm really 100% behind David's idea of pushing him like Shawn Michaels. But Shawn Michaels could actually speak on the microphone. Uh, but Justin Gabriel's like 10 times better than Shawn Michaels in the ring, high-flying-wise. Well, high-flying-wise, yes. But technically-wise, I don't think so. The Shawn Michaels wise, is one we of, haven't seen it. I know. Yeah, Shawn I Michaels think that they could of, definitely build him up into it. He could 100% hold his own in the fucking wrestling ring. You'll make him I up. think you put a fucking championship on him, solo career, boom. I agree. I, I feel like he could be blown up into, I guess, the, I don't know, the future. Brandon just loves yeah. him so much because he's dating Kelly Kelly. No, he's not. He's not. I thought he was. Kelly Kelly dates a hockey player. They're probably going to get engaged. Yeah, it's probably going to get married. Weren't Stamp- they dating for a while, though? What was that? Wasn't Justin Gabriel and Kelly Kelly dating for a while? At one point, okay. they had a cake together. They had a cake together. Was it a chocolate cake? I don't think so. And did you but, come? No, I don't think she's. Not, I don't think she's into that. No, she's not into good looks for the chocolate. Into the chocolate cake, David. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kofi Kingston finally gets his one ups on Wade Barrett, and another great, great, uh, great main event. I like yeah. these middle of the week. You know, it's a small show, and they're doing a lot with it, and I think that's what we all appreciate. Uh, continuing on, let's talk about SmackDown from this week. The first. The second smoke down, not smoke down. Fuck, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we had a cut. We, you know, it was half and half. Some was good, some was bad. Uh, you have the middles. You have Randy Orton starting off the show, announcing that he was going to go into the Royal Rumble, which I fucking hate because I, I don't understand why. Like b- back in what was it, 1999. <sighs> Maybe 2000. When did they start doing the shot for for WrestleMania? It was always. No, it wasn't. Because yeah, it was. Vince McMahon won the championship at, I believe. What, WrestleMania? Win- no, he won the Royal Rumble and won the championship. It used to be for the championship. What? The, the, yeah. Do you, remember, Royal- do you remember WrestleMania 10? Lex Luger, Bret Hart, they both got eliminated at the same exact time. Bret Hart faced... Oh, that's right. Yeah, for some fucking bam. No, but wait, hold on. Weren't they co-champion or no? Was Yokozuna? Yokozuna was the the champion. Yokozuna was champion at the time, I think. 
I think I don't know. I thought Vince McMahon won the championship from that. But anyway, I think back in the day it made more sense to have bigger stars because it focused around them. But nowadays it's like they should be building up the future and don't give us John Cena. Don't give us fucking Triple H. I have a feeling he'll be in it. Don't give us The Undertaker. Don't give us The Rock. Don't give us CM Punk. He's already champion. Don't give us Big Show. Don't give I'm us- just relieved that Randy Orton's in this match and not in a singles match. I would have rather have had him in a singles match. But he's gonna have a good. He's gonna have a good showing at the Royal Rumble. You know, you know he's, you know, he's, he's gonna he's gonna eliminate four people and then get eliminated by the Shield, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so Randy Orton comes out and says he's gonna enter the Royal Rumble. Uh, Sheamus comes out and says he's gonna enter the Royal Rumble. Then Big Show comes out and says good because they're not gonna get his World Heavyweight Title. And then you have Antonio Cesaro coming out too, which is you knew by the time all four of these guys are out on the rampway that this was gonna set up some sort of tag team match, which it did, which was your main event with Sheamus and Randy Orton defeating Show and Antonio Cesaro. Really funny thing because you know this is the 100th episode of Marking Out and relating Marking Out to professional wrestling and sports entertainment. During Antonio Cesaro's promo, he said, regardless, like, really loud. I don't know if either of you guys caught that. Thanks for sniffling. Um, oh, he, shit. I thought I had this on mute. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He just goes, regardless. And what, what did I do? I said, oh, my God, that's one. And I stopped See, it. Dude, I texted you the other day. Somebody said, regardless, on the commercial. I said, that's one. It's and I was like, fuck. The way that Mark now just affects our lives. One Mark at a time. But yeah, you got a you know you got a blood match between Randy. You have you know as I said, Randy Orton defeating Antonio Cesaro and the Big Show. You know, going back to Brandon's thing about Randy Orton trying to put himself over against younger talent. I would have, I mean, I thought it would have been impressive if Antonio Cesaro beating Sheamus, like pinning Sheamus clean. But you're not going to get that when you have Randy Orton in a match. Uh, yeah, well. More middles. You have Great Kali, Hornswoggle, and Natalia face uh, defeating Epico, Primo, and Rosa. Which, you know, I mean, it was a good match. That's right. Kali is actually in the middle. Yeah, Kali was actually in the middle. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Not a great match. It was a good match. Hornswoggle was uh, wrestling. He had a decent showing. But again, it goes to Epico and Primo. Certainly Do you think they have to bring in some, like, midget wrestling? No, they don't need that. I okay. think Hornswoggle can hold his own doing the moves that he does with like the jumping stunner and whatever. Yeah, I just, just think Rosa just Mendez. Was, Rosa yeah. Mendez was horrible in the match, as per usual. <laughs> as per usual, just keep on giving bobos. Yeah, I wouldn't even take it from her. I really wouldn't. Yeah, you might get herpes. She looks just like. I don't know. She looks like Fergie, and Fergie's disgusting. Oh, uh, yeah. Fergie is disgusting. Fergie pisses in her pants on stage. No way. Yeah, that's what happens when you're an ex-meth head. Really? She pissed in her pants on stage? That happened? Yep. Wow. She doesn't have much I pay attention to pop culture. No, it's not pop culture. David goes on these fetish sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happened like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get on to some goods from SmackDown. Ah, uh, The Miz defeating off... Defeating off. Good. I, I, I combined the other two. Defeating uh, Heath Slater, and it was a, which is a, a match I liked. And this kind of continues this feud going back to TLC, where The Miz and Alberto Del Rio teamed up with Brooklyn Brawler to face three-man band the night after with Tommy Dreamer, and now uh, beating the leader of three-man band. I think it was a terrible attire choice for Miz. Why? Because it looked like he was part of three-man band. Oh, with all the sequins and everything like that? 
Secondly, I think the whole three-man band single matches where the other two men get ejected from ringsides kind of getting old. Yeah. But the match itself was good. Yeah. The match was really decent, really good. Um, You had Tamina facing off against Layla, which was, you know, a surprisingly very good Divas match. Layla had some excellent showing. She hit one drop kick in that match. I was like, whoa, I have to remember to say that. (laughs) And then... uh, to finish the match, Tamina Snuka did the super superfly splash and fucking sick height on that. Yeah, sick, sick height, bro. The ending was kind of sloppy to it, but the the height was amazing. Yeah, all right, good, good. And then uh, last good was Kofi Kingston getting that one up on uh, Wade Barrett on main event, and uh, on Thursday, I mean on Friday, he got his rematch for the Intercontinental Title and lost. Uh, but it was a great never, match. Never, ever, ever, ever request a rematch for a championship title on SmackDown. Yeah, because you're going to lose. But the, the, <laughs> that end spot was awesome where he went to go for that like cross body and just got knocked out. Yeah. I thought he sold that awesomely. Absolutely. I thought that was that was pretty good. And, you know, all in all, you know, a good SmackDown to start off the show. I mean, you had, yeah. your, you had your middles in there, but you, you're now leading up to the Royal Rumble, so you have to kind of get that base in there to just set up all these matches and set up the people that are going to be in there and the big players and everything like that. I mean, I could see Antonio Cesaro being in there, and I can have, see him having a very, very strong showing. Just going in but, there. But, but with the Royal Rumble, we need, like, we absolutely 100% need a new superstar to be born. Out of that match? Yeah. I can see that. We need it. We absolutely yeah, need you, it. We and you can't need... have John Cena win. We can't have Randy Orton win. We can't have Ryback win. Why? Because that's Shane... he's, a, he's a new superstar. But Ryback's already made. Like we we're gonna have Ryback matches where he's already in championship matches and stuff. We need a new guy. And stuff. Um, I you know I can see that you're gonna have to have that. Kofi Kingston's gonna have a big uh, turn. Even even Kofi Kingston winning it would be huge. Like I need... agree. They they need some somebody new to win it. But who would you throw in there? I would fucking give Kofi Kingston the opportunity in a heartbeat. Uh, for Sin Cara. Really? Not Sin Cara? No, not Sin Cara. <laughs> I would give, uh, if, if I had to pick off the top of my head, Kofi Kingston, Zack Ryder, who else? Um, Matt Hardy. Matt Justin Hardy? Gabriel. I don't think Justin Gabriel yet. I could see Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston, one hundred percent. I would love totally to see this. Is a, this is what I would. I like. would like to see Kofi Kingston. I would love to see Dolph. I know, I know Dolph Ziggler's made and everything like that, but I would like to see him well, win the Royal Rumble. So first, he's the winner of the Royal Rumble. What? I said first of all, isn't that my idea? No, I think I said that a couple weeks ago, and then you I agreed think, with me on that. I but think, I think I said it. Okay, regardless, that's two. Um, I would like to see that. So then he has money in the bank at Royal Rumble. Let's say he cashes in money in the bank at the end of Elimination Chamber. Doesn't have to face anybody because he's the World Heavyweight Champion. And he won uh, the Royal Rumble, so he's got the opportunity. He's got the opportunity there. Yeah, I was thinking that. Uh... Wait, hold on. You were Say thinking that again. That... Say that again. Okay, you have Dolph Ziggler win the Royal Rumble and challenge right. and challenge whoever the the World Heavyweight Champion is. So after the Elimination Chamber match, a la Edge New Year's Revolution, you have, um, you have Dolph Ziggler come out, cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase. And pin, it's probably, it'll probably be the Big Show. Pin the Big Show. Big Show wants his rematch. And he says, hey, you know what? Listen, I won the Royal Rumble, so I challenged World Heavyweight title. So the World well, Heavyweight- well, Big Show would get his rematch at the next pay-per-view. Which would be WrestleMania. No, no. no. Yeah. It's Royal Rumble. Elimination oh, Chamber. Elimination Chamber. 
And then what's after Elimination Chamber? But if where do you want Dolph? Oh, you want Ziggler to cash in at Elimination Chamber? Yeah, like remember in New- when Edge cashed in his first Money in the Bank briefcase against John Cena? Right. Yeah. In that situation, I thought you wanted Ziggler to win the Rumble, Ziggler to cash in after the Rumble, like Raw or something. Yeah. And then have an Elimination Chamber match where he was the main focus of the match. He comes out winning the match, and he's got no opponent for WrestleMania. Yeah, no. Well, if he cashed in after the match, he would still have no opponent because he challenged for the World Heavyweight title. Right. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. I could see, I could see, I could see like, John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, cashing. realistically, it's going to be Sheamus again or some shit. It's not going to be Sheamus. I think yeah, she- it's not. It's not going to be Sheamus, but. Yeah. Yeah, realistically. realistically. No, realistically, it's not. Realistically. Somebody, it be. No, somebody of that caliber where it's like John Cena. Or Triple H or The Rock or some shit that we don't want to fucking see because you could write them into the storyline regardless of what the fuck a Royal Rumble winner is. A Royal Rumble should be the next big thing. Not big, not Brock Lesnar, but somebody that's not somebody that's made but not made yet. You know what I mean? Okay. Obviously, you know what I mean. We agreed on Kofi Kingston. Yeah. No, because you're going to have that crazy Kofi Kingston spot where, as two years ago, you had John Morrison doing that parkour stuff. Last year, you had Kofi Kingston with the handstand. You know, you'll have him do some like crazy sick spot, which would be awesome. And I, those, those are the things like those those wow moments in Royal Rumble matches are something that I always I always like. But, Dude, but I want the New Age Outlaws so bad to come out in the Rumble. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see them wrestling in it where Road Dog will do doing? something, and then uh, we start like uh, losing, and then Billy Gunn will come be the next, the de- uh, next entry. Entrance. That would be, I like, I would like that. But he's got to have the Ass Man theme if he's coming out alone. That's not happening. PG he has to. What WWE thirteen has it? Oh yeah, but that's the Attitude Era. Okay, this is something I actually want to talk about. You know, a lot of wrestling fans, they go like this is just gonna be my rant for right now. You know. Everybody's like, oh, we need to go back to the Attitude Era. We need the Attitude Era back. Blah, 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 blah. You don't need the Attitude Era back. You don't. I'm sorry. I'm over it. Yes, the Attitude Era DVD was amazing. It made me feel very nostalgic. It made me feel, you know, hey, the Attitude Era was awesome. But I don't want it back. I really don't. Everybody's like, oh, you know, this would be different in the Attitude Era. Yeah, of course it would be different in the Attitude Era because it was a different era. It was a different time. And you have to yeah, evo- yeah, you have to evolve with the times. Get fucking over it. Seriously. Like I, I listen I listen to other, other wrestling shows and they're just like, Attitude Era, Attitude Era. Don't give up, bro. Come on. Seriously. There's a how, whole – How are you supposed to evolve if you're not willing to let go? I know. Well, I mean that's that the was, thing that, that, was that so I deep, said Dave. a while back was in order to evolve, you have to devolve. And I think WWE 100% did that, having CM Punk being the voice of the voiceless and everything. It brought the attitude that they needed to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. But it's so, not its not the attitude error. Yeah, you don't necessarily need the attitude error. They just have a little attitude injected. And they no, had no, don't they even don't... say attitude. Don't even say attitude. You can use a different word because I'm sick of the word attitude. I can't use ruthless aggression. You can't use what ruthless aggression. That, that, that was something else, some other word. The poison. Yeah, there you go. Poison. Injected it with poison. Yeah, no, you inject it with with uh, some spike and spike. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but it's something. Well, you can't use that. That's already used. Yeah, and inject it with you know, give it some flavor. You know, spice it up a little bit or something like that. Don't say we need some attitude because I'm sick of people in in wrestling using attitude, attitude, attitude. It's over. It's done with. Get over it. It's never coming back. You know, uh, 
kind of has to do with the Attitude Era, but really doesn't because it happened at the house show at Madison Square Garden. When the New Age Outlaws were wrestling, uh, there was like a family near me and the father was like, oh, who's this? And the little kid, maybe about eight, nine, ten, was like, oh, it's the old DX. It's oh, like, does he think Shawn Michaels and Triple H are the new DX? Maybe, I don't know. What a fucking noob. Yeah, right, Christ. Oh, bro, bro, he's a nine, ten-year-old kid. Relax. Yeah, he should freaking know his knowledge, noob. <laughs> know his knowledge. That's funny. We should use that more often. We yep. should. Know your knowledge. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, that's... Knowledge that's, is power. Hey, sure relax, is. David. Chris is trying to move on with the segment. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to put my socks on and get going. Why? We're recording a podcast here, brother. Yeah, I know. I got rehearsal in an hour. Yeah, you, it, it's rehearsal. You can be late. That's why you rehearse. All right. Let's put a cap in this. This is Pat Buck, one of the hosts of the Two and a Half Wrestler podcast. And I'd like to give a big steaming pile of congratulations to the Marking Out podcast for their 100th episode. Now, these guys and their show is a huge inspiration to my podcast and a personal motivation for my life. Uh, Their podcast, now I I don't listen to it, but the fact that they're making it, yeah, I can respect that. So congratulations, guys. All right, let's get some sports entertainment talk in here, and let's talk about Impact Wrestling. I'm actual pro pro wrestling. wrestling. What? I believe you mean pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm th- what I said. It's just horseshit because this is way more than a soap opera. Yeah, you, you, you said sports entertainment. Oh, this okay, is, I'm sorry. This is more sports entertainment than pro wrestling, though. This is... Yeah, I mean... Fucking, let's talk about this. I mean, I like watching Impact, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, but... I just... These segments are, like, you'll... <laughs> well, when we talk about it, we'll hear it. All right, well, you start off the show. Hulk Hogan said last week, wrestler of the year... And as as we all predicted, it's going to be Jeff Hardy won the Wrestler of the Year for 2012 in Impact Wrestling, and then you know Bobby Roode comes out to argue. I, you know what I liked? They're all standing on the stage, and then like Bobby Roode and like Austin Aries start walking down, like pushing each other. I thought it was funny. They were good, you know, that good chemistry of like both being heels. And Do trying we to see one- them becoming a tag team? No, because I feel shouldn't, shouldn't it have been Bobby Roode though? Yeah, I agree. It and been I, think, I think it was really cool that after Jeff Hardy won, Bully Ray and James Storm congratulated Jeff Hardy. I thought that was cool. Because they're the faces. They have to yeah. put over the super face. But Let's yeah, and, that, and then they uh, set up, you know, Jeff Hardy says if they want his shot at the World Heavyweight title, that it sets, they set it up for a three-way match at Genesis, which is next Sunday. Only two matches announced. Great job, TNA. And also, great job promoting it. They're promoting lockdown. Yeah, what the fuck? But I'm glad that first match took place was... Well, it was Kid Cash and and Christian York, right? Well, that was one of the first matches. They're going to be crowning a new number one contender. And to spice it up a little bit, they're having an X-Division tournament with their four X-Division guys. So you had a great match between uh, Christian York and Kid Cash with Christian York going over. I think... That match was like Dave and I like spoke about that heavily. Uh huh. Where I was saying David said that was a great back and forth match, whatever. And uh, I, to me, it was a good match, but there were some slow parts. Yeah, yeah, that's where. But I, I agreed with you. I thought that I thought it was a very good match, but at the end, we there disagreed was a, with who was slow on it. I think there was a. There's a part where um, Christian York went for a rebound, uh, 
Trouble in Paradise, I guess. Yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the thing that that Yoshi, not Yoshi, fucking Tajiri used to do, like the elbow, the springboard. He did a springboard, fucking. Yeah, okay, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he, and kind of Christian York stalled a little bit when he did his rebound, and Kid Cash kind of stalled with walking into it. I think that it was because Kid they didn't really properly uh, converse the move. Because mm-hmm. Kid Cash didn't follow Christian York as close as he should have been. Because yeah. if Christian York actually went for that trouble in paradise when he did, when he was going to, he wouldn't have even came close to connecting with Kid Cash. Yeah, I know. I think but I, it should have been a little bit more fast paced. I agree with that. I just think the match looked very rehearsed, but it was honestly these two guys can make fucking people. Yeah. No, I I, I totally agree. And next week you're gonna see uh, Kenny King versus Zima Ion. Um, out of this whole tournament, I feel like Christian York's gonna win the entire thing. Yeah, I'm definitely impressed with him. Yeah, so, although, although Kenny King's backstage segments kind of makes me think. Yeah, I, I just I just, I just feel like Christian York. I think that TNA has a little bit more faith in Christian York. No offense to Kenny King, but I just feel like <laughs> maybe they're trying to prime him into the X Division role. TNA's like, oh, you want our X Division championship, but what happens when WWE comes along and offers you a spot on their pay per view? Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, jeez. So yeah, so you have a nice X Division tournament. You know what the really cool thing is next week? Uh, next weekend they're going to be holding a X Division like style like special events that's going to be going on in Orlando at the Impact Zone. Uh, this this is really cool. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Um, they're bringing back a bunch of old X Division stars: P. Williams, Amazing Red, Jimmy Rave. They're going to have an Ultimate X match. They're going to have an Escape the Cage match. But um, Jerry Lynn. We talked about him, and this is his final year in the business. He's retiring. He is coming to face off against Rob Van Dam. So if you are in the Orlando area, go to that because you know that's going to be amazing. Well, when we saw – didn't we see that match recently and it wasn't so good? Yeah, at Hardcore Justice two years ago. It wasn't really that good. I mean, who knows? Jerry Lynn, I fucking – I'll fucking be behind him forever. Rob Van Dam, I'll be behind him forever, and that's going to get somehow turned on me, but... Yeah, <laughs> I just thought about that. I just think uh, currently... Uh, that... Honestly, I, I've been I, I've been contemplating how this could be just turned around, and it's just... It's funny. Yeah. No, but now I just think, like, the current-wise, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. They had an extremely excellent match in ECW... Extremely excellent feud in ECW. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, The one thing that we had some other good stuff, you know, Jam Storm versus Kazarian was a good match. Uh, But uh, uh, a recurring theme, or the soap opera, or the entertainment, as Brandon would like to say, was this whole storyline you have going on with Hulk Hogan and Bully Ray. I don't want to call this entertainment. Yeah, this is just... This week, Bully Ray came out to talk to uh, Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan was just so mad that he suspended Bully Ray without pay and told Brooke Hogan to get out of his his ring. Yeah, he... Just terrible. Bully Ray broke code. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Let me me see this right here. Let me say this. There was an episode of Hogan Knows Best. Did you... Both of you watched it at the show or no? No, I didn't. I'll admit, yes. There was an episode where... There, it, it focused around Hulk Hogan, Nick Hogan, and Linda Hogan finding a date for Brooke. And Hulk Hogan went to the gym, completely looked set up, and uh, Harry Smith was working out. 
And Hulk goes, oh, brother, you look familiar. And he goes, yeah, I'm uh, Davy Boy Smith's son. And he goes, oh, my God, look how big you got. You want to date my daughter? You forgot to add brother in there a couple more times. Yeah, so he fucking ends up going to date Brooke Hogan and whatever for, like, the night. And it, they just – it's just dinner with Harry Smith. But if, if, if Hulk Hogan was going to pick who Brooke was going to date in Impact today, who would it be? I can't answer that. It's like – why are you Sting, even... probably. Yeah, right. Sting, brother. I know a uh, good Christian brother. I think Harry Smith would rather date Mr... Would probably rather date Nick Hogan. Yeah. Oh, I did... Wow. Um, that That's actually pretty funny. Uh, I saw one episode where Brian Nobbs and Hulk Hogan just bought like $300 worth of beer and just got trashed. <laughs> Wait, was it the episode with Hacksaw and all of them or no? I Maybe... There was an episode where Hacksaw Jim Duggan came on and, like, they started fighting in the pool and shit. It was so Yeah, funny. and then he, he took his wife and threw her in the pool. Hulk Hogan's all drunk. He's like, brother. And then brother. there was another funny episode where uh, uh, Hulk and Linda went away on vacation and uh, Noms was babysitting. And Noms got, like... Fuck, fuck him. He was running through the house. He fucking put Hulk's tights on and he only put on one pair of the tights so you could see through and shit and you, his dick was hanging out and shit. And you saw the fucking skid marks that Brian Knobs left on him. Yeah, right. The best is I love when you see like when you're watching Tampa Bay Rays games and Brian Knobs is right behind like home plate just like belligerently drunk just going nuts because he's one of those fans that like you know nobody knew of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and then like you know when they got good two years ago or three years ago like everybody's wearing a Tampa Bay Rays shirt and hat and everything like that well who used to be at uh Met Games in St. Lucius or wherever it used to be what who used to be at Met Games all the time I can't tell you that one um what I don't know the oh Randy Savage Randy Savage was old people no Macho Man was he that was who it was yeah, I remember seeing pictures of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll continue. Yeah, so that was that, 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 that the train wreck of a fucking thing. Bully Ray will be back on TV next week. You guys know that. And then the uh, other big thing was Aces and Eights, making a lot of statements that 2013 is going to be the year of Aces and Eights. They have been slowly but surely courting Mr. Anderson, and it looks like he may be on the cusp of joining, but he did really nothing to help out. Well, first, first we started off with even – What's his name? Doc was in the ring. Oh, yeah. With all they were trying to call out Sting. I thought that was a good promo by him. We really have never seen promo work like that ever in his uh, WWE career from yeah, Luke Gallows. He, he was silent from. Uh, yeah, for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we just saw a bat fall from the ceiling. Yeah. So we saw we, that. And then, you, you, as I said, main event steel cage match Joe and Kurt Angle versus Devon and one of the masked members. Of Aces and Eights. Uh, Aces and Eights gets to him early, attacks Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle showing some color there, getting all bloodied up. Yeah, he was busted open pretty well. Yeah, good blade job, Angle. Christ. Um, but you see Joe and Angle actually winning the match and beating Devon, a member of uh, Aces and Eights. And as they forlorned, 1 3 13, the unlucky time for Aces and Eights. You have the return of the icon, not the insane icon, the icon Sting. Dave. Which was so fucking let down. Yeah. They hyped this up with the video and everything. January 3rd, January 3rd, sting, sting, sting. And then he just walks down to the ring. The, what annoys me the most about this 
is that they didn't say they didn't do anything for this. It was just a walk to the a stroll to the ring. They didn't turn off the lights. They didn't hit his theme song. There was no way for you to know that he was even on his way to the ring. The cameras didn't even show him on the way to the ring. They were too busy showing Anderson on the outside of the ring. You didn't, and then then you started. Everybody was the crowd was chanting Sting, 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 and then you start hearing them cheer for cheer a little bit, and yet the camera is still on Anderson, and you don't know what's going on, but you hear them cheering, and then they cut this. You see Sting just about to enter the cage. You know what I would have loved, and this is what they would have done. You know how they had the bat just drop out of the sky. You had just that have Sting drop out of the sky. Yeah, just to have it's it's a low ceiling, and there you just have him propel him down from the ground, from the ceiling, just drop him down, and then like everybody that was in the ring, like holy shit, it's Sting, and he has the bat in hand, and he's all badass, and you know that would have been really cool. But the fact that they just have him run out and like, oh my god, yeah, there's Sting. Yeah, no, no, don't give him that much credit. He didn't even run out. He walked. He he leisurely strolled out. <laughs> and they didn't even. I. They didn't even show. It, until he was at ring at the ring, you heard the crowd, but you didn't see this. This is so stupid. Oh, Dave, getting very animated here. Good. Yeah. Good. But let, but let now the I'll hate get, now flow I'll get through pissed you. off. Okay. Get pissed off. Okay, and then yeah, okay. So Sting All right, comes hot in. Back to Brandon. But well, well, I think this is why Brandon got more pissed off. The fact that they they were le- they revealed another member of Aces and Eights, and it appeared to be WWE's uh, Mike Knox, as they said on TV. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you that stupid to say WWE's name like that? First of all, aren't you in a lawsuit with them about leaked information or whatever? Where, why even mention them? Why call him Mike Knox? Is, are they even allowed to use the name Mike Knox? It's not his real name. I don't like, know. what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, to me, that was just so pathetic and poorly done. Like, I, oh my I, God, Taz, that's a familiar face to you. You know him. That's WWE's Mike Knox. Yeah, I don't know why he said said it like that. And I didn't even re- think about that, about the, how they're currently in that lawsuit. Why would you name drop WWE while you're in a lawsuit? It's like, it's like first of all, Mike Knox, the last time we saw him in WWE was 2010. And the way Mike Tanay was playing it was as if we just saw him last week on WWE if, television. And kind of as if any... Uh, fan of WWE of all, knows who you, Mike David. Knox is. Fuck you, David. I was a huge fan of Mike Knox. Oh no, but a little kid or uh, the young audience these days, the, I guarantee you, not many of them know who Mike Knox is. Does TNA have a young audience? No, not really, because they catered towards like the they 18, catered, 18 yeah. 35 demographic. They're they're trying to do the Attitude Era over there. Speaking of the Attitude Era, fuck off. Sorry. Using the whole fucking asshole shit that. Mr. Kennedy used to say and everything. It's come and on. Aces and it's like that, like the backstage promo, like and Mr. Anderson sitting there with that chick and yeah, she's like jerking the off the and she's like jerking off the bottle. Yeah, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, grow up, get do I, something else. I, you know, I, I actually, I, I, out of the the goodwill of my heart, yeah, don't I freaking tweeted, jerk off a bottle. Just stick that shit right inside you. Okay, I tweeted to Dixie Carter. I was like, "Listen, are there any positions open for creative?" Uh, I know a few I could put her in for creative consultant. I'm willing to help. I'll I'll go down there. I'll help you out. And she never replied. So uh, I go down there. So fuck you, Dixie Carter. If you don't want my help, fuck you. Dave's gonna give her a PJ. <laughs> Dude, there's no snow in Florida. There's frost, but there's no snow. Her- I don't know. I think that some. 
people would uh, disagree with that. And there's an FJ. You would give her a job. Is a is a PJ a prim job? A prim job. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, Impact Wrestling. You know, I was I was really excited to see like who they were going to unmask this week, and then they kind of just were like Mike Knox. I'm like, really? Come well, on. I'm happy that Mike Knox is there and everything, but Mike calling him Mike Knox, calling him like what? What stopped them from calling him Luke Gallows? What stopped them from saying, "Oh, that's Big Luke" or whatever? Like what? Big the LG. Fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's weird calling him Mike Knox. I mean, and it's kind oh, of like one of these of it's one of the availings, unveilings that we already pretty much know. Yeah, it's like we're gonna add an extra X to his name to make it okay. Is that even possible? Like, I don't know. Can you even afford to pay me against Ron Killings? Well, they did that with Taz. Yeah, well, Taz was Taz before Taz was Taz. You yeah, with two I mean? Z's. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure Taz was the one of the guys that owned his name as T-A-Z. Yeah, like with MVP as well. Like like Rob Van Dam. Well, they really started doing that like right after MVP. And I know I know Mike Knox was there before MVP. So no, maybe... but Mike Knox definitely didn't come up with the name Mike Knox. There's no fucking way. You never know. I mean, yeah, you're right. You never know, but... And we don't know. You want to know why? Because we're just three uh, pro wrestling fans that just like I'm, to talk about professional wrestling and write my podcast. Hello there. Elmo just want to say happy 100 episodes to Mark and Al. Elmo can't count that high. <laughs> uh, WWE could have given him a list of names where one of those names was Railroad Rudy, but for some <laughs> for some reason they chose Mike Knox but like <laughs> where did you find that my head dude are you kidding me i could have been boom i fucking if you put me on creative railroad rudy is a fucking championship material all the belts that he's going to win push railroad rudy okay everybody one you hashtag marking out 100 hashtag push railroad rudy <laughs> nobody hashtags our hashtags yeah some people do you never know so when we when we say hey the show's up marking out 100 it's available hashtag push red 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 roof Rudy what red rope Rudy? oh my <laughs> god he just got railroaded <laughs> and then the entire crowd could chant Rudy Rude. yeah like the movie it'd be great we do, okay Brandon we have to make it we have to make him Rudy is the champion of WWE oh we have to make him and put him on WWE 13 give him a sick move set. We'll give him, like, the pounces as finisher. It'd be great. Now we'll call it the railroad. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like freight train. Actually, not but freight train. No, when I picture Railroad Rudy, it's Mike Knox. He's Mike Knox. Got the beard and everything. So should we just copy him and just put him in, like, a conductor's outfit and just make him Railroad Rudy? I think he needs – Does he doesn't need the hat. He doesn't need the conductor's hat. No, he needs the conductor's hat. I don't think so. I think that pushes it. Okay. I, I don't know. I just think – does he come out with the train whistle? No, because the Titus O'Neil has that kind of going on right now. Does he come out on a train? No. Does he come out to come on ride the train like freight train? No. no. What, how is the railroad? Does he come out with a railroad spike? A la well, Jimmy Jacobs? You could, yeah. On like a big chain? He could be that hardcore brawler like Brody or something like that. Yeah, okay. All right, we're going to work on this, and we'll make a character and put it in the WW13 fan base. We'll be the most downloaded wrestler ever, Railroad Rudy. It's like, what the fuck is Railroad Rudy? It's like next WWE champion or whatever inside, like, the the description. Yeah, right? Retires, full moves, head and entrance. People will start, like, creating storylines and uploading it to YouTube. Yeah, right? (laughs) We can be, like, real face and everything, and it's like... 
Who the fuck is Railroad Rudy? Brandon, the, the second we finish the show, you have to start on Railroad Rudy. 100% not. I have like two spots left. I'm not wasting on Railroad Rudy. Well, just make it up. Yeah, you, you just downloaded Moppy. So come on out. You just did what? I did not. I downloaded Perry Saturn. David's like, uh, first of all, I, I downloaded a sick Crash Holly, a sick Tajiri, and a sick Perry Saturn all from the same person. And I told David that, and he goes, uh, you're never going to use Yeah, he's never going to use any of those characters. 100% will. I use those guys. Like, I fucking, I downloaded Leparka. I downloaded Jushin Liger. I use these guys. I, I use Psychosis, even though he's like a 76 in the game. I use these guys. I said that already, but it... Stop saying that you use guys, all right? I use these guys. All right. So go get pregnant. This is number one, John Silver, and I want to congratulate Marking Out on their 100th episode. Yeah! As Dave shuffles his papers, we have one more thing to talk about professional wrestling-wise, and that's maybe a, a personal main, uh, mainstay to our hearts as PWG. You know, we don't get the exposure to it that we do that people do on the West Coast, more importantly in California, but we do like to talk about PWG because it's maybe some of the best fucking wrestling that is out there. January 12th in Reseda, California, the home of PWG, they're going to be having their annual DDT Form 4 Tag Team Tournament. Um, This is just an all-star list. You're going to have the Super Smash Brothers face off against the unbreakable fucking machine. A Brian Cage and Mike Elgin. Um, the Inner City Machine Guns, Ricochet and Rich Swan. I like the name of that team actually. It's pretty funny. I think Brian Cage just actually got uh had to try it with DNA. Yeah, I heard I heard they were reaching out to him and they were reaching reaching out to somebody else too. But yeah, so Rick Shea and Rich Swan are gonna be facing off against the Young Bucks. You're gonna have the Dojo Bros, like that name as well. Uh Eddie Edwards and Roger Strong facing off against Future Shock, the PWG World Heavyweight Champion Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And then you're gonna have the Briscoes facing off against the team of Kevin Steen and Willie Mack. It was supposed to be Kevin Steen and El Generico, and I think everybody was very excited about that. But uh, El Generico is apparently injured, and he's not going to be there. Apparently, there was a lot of rumors going around on the news sites, News with the Z, that El Generico had a uh, TNA tryout, and that's why he wasn't going to PWG, which Kevin Steen was very adamant about that that's not true. Did you see that I recently wrote to that guy? Who? Uh, the news guy? Oh, yeah. I saw him. Happy New Year. Still trolling? <laughs> Yeah, he goes. Well, that's not what I do. And I was like, Well, my grandma used to work on the dirt sheets back in the seventies. She said it's what you do. No, <laughs> he didn't but, apply, but. but yeah, it should be you know, I a crazy tournament. You got to win three matches to win that entire thing. And I think if you win, you get a shot at the PWG tag team titles. Don't quote me on that, but it would it would only make sense to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Who's the current champions though? The Super Smash Brothers. Okay, so if they win, they can. Just not face anybody like Dolph Ziggler after he wins Royal Rumble. And then, maybe wait, maybe it's just a cup or no? Is it they don't have a, a trophy for this? Or I, no? for, I forget. I think it's just like kind of like the title, like the Battle of Los Angeles winner is just like the winner of Battle of Los Angeles. Right. The winner of DDT four is the winner of DDT four. And I um, like I kind of like this this whole uh, event because it's not just these matches. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see all these matches, then you're going to see more matches with the winners, and then you also get a, uh, a special attraction match with, it's a best of three series, and the winner who wins this series gets a shot at the PWG heavyweight title, 
This is going to be contested in either a knockout or submission win, which Sammy Callahan is going to be facing off against Drake Younger. Uh, I, believe, I believe Sammy Callahan has the one up on. Yeah, him. he he won the he won the first match, so I, I'm expecting it to be an even uh, to even the series, and but I'm expecting Sammy Callahan to win the entire thing. Yeah, I can see uh, Younger tying it up. Yeah, and he's you know he's kind of made his his mark on PWG where like what do you see is going to win DDT I can't I can't tell you I really can't like if if El Generico was still there I was going to see El Generico and Steen winning the entire thing wait but do you think do you think Callahan's going to get knocked out or do you think he's going to submit submit or maybe pass out Knocked from out. submission, I think he's gonna get pa- like pass out or knock out because I don't see Sammy Callens that. Yeah, point. I can't see him submitting. I'm gonna say knocked out. I love P- yeah. I love PWG. If there's maybe like one of my favorite promotions to watch, it's PWG and Chikara because they're just fun to watch. But yeah, once the once the preview for this event goes up, you know we will be posting it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash marking out. Uh, let's get into shameless plugs though. This is the Big O, and I'm marking out for marking out. Congratulations, guys, on your 100th episode. You guys are the real deal pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling marks. Everybody out there, follow at Marking Out on Twitter. And if you can't handle that heat, then get the hell out of our ozone. Shameless plugs. All right, for our 100th episode, I figured I'd go a little special route. But then I figured against it. So my first shameless plug is going to go to the wrestler Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre's get the uh, new movies coming out in 3D, which I'm always a big horror buff. So I'm going to give this shameless plug to the wrestler Leatherface. He was a participant in a lot of King of the Death matches. He was a WWF wrestler as Corporal Kirshner. Um, and kind of watching these death matches growing up, it was similar. It could be related to CCW today. Yeah. Or so any, getting, any sort of And this matches. is like something that one of our friends would have on a VHS tape where it'd be like, holy shit, you got King of the Deathmatch. We could actually watch it. Do you so realize how old you sound? No, it was kind of like. I don't know. It was I don't like think. Tab- I honestly don't think you're this old. That it was kind of like taboo to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. dude, you didn't trade tape. Come on. Tape. Yeah, Mike. Ha- Mike used to have it on the VHS tape. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, death matches are so just fucking had old. I know, man. Listen, <laughs> all right. hair's falling also, out. Also, go follow Luke Hudson. No, James Vanderbeek. Go check him out. Go check out Dawson himself. Why James Vanderbeek? Because he follows us. He's awesome. He really? tweets to us. I bet it's a fake James Vanderbeek. No, it's obviously it's not James. Yeah, no, it's not James Vanderbeek. It's, it's James not Vanderbeek. Creek. This, it's like this kid, he has this problem because everywhere he goes, he, it's like, oh, it's James Vanderbeek. And he puts that name down at the Cheesecake Factory and they're expecting James Vanderbeek, but they only get James Vanderbeek. And it's like, where, where are – what? Yeah, I literally feel bad for the guy, so go follow him. So, yeah. yeah. We okay. appreciate him. He's a great follower of ours. Tweets to us often. It's yes, fun. thank you for tweeting us. We definitely appreciate it. Also, NYWC Sideshow is coming up January 19th. Uh, tickets are $20. Go check it out. Um, go follow them, NYWC Wrestling, on Twitter. Go check them out, www.nywcwrestling.com. Um, right now they have one match announced. It's the Big O, Ryan Rush, and Alvin Alvarez versus Apollyon, Rex Lawless, and Dickie Rods. And um, personally, I want to thank, because this is the 100th episode, I want to thank 
everybody at NYWC from Forge to Shane to Curse to kind of opening the doors for us a little bit and allowing us to come in and giving us the opportunity to come in. Yeah, no, so, I, I, t- I totally I totally agree. They've been yeah, so, more I mean, than welcoming. They, yeah, they've helped us out a lot, and they've been more than welcoming towards us. So it's our pleasure to support you guys and help promote and get you get your name out there, and thank you very much. Yeah, and just remember, we were the first people ever to interview the big O and have him on our podcast. That we interviewed cool. him before he even started training. Yeah, we yeah. actually interviewed the Big O before he even started to train. You know, we only we <laughs> absolutely interviewed the Big O before he started tra- started training. But yeah, yeah honestly, I, I actually remember the when he texted me saying that he just signed up for NYWC. Oh, memories at the corner of our minds. Are you serious? Yeah. So yeah. thank you very much, NYWC, and every single wrestler in that locker room that accept us, that accept us, and all the accept people that don't us. accept us, go fuck <laughs> yourself. No, I'm kidding. I love all of you. Every single one. So why don't you marry them? No, because I'm married. No, already, no, I, yeah, I get it. I get it, Chris. It's a fucking saying. You're married. We get it. Okay. Yeah, you'll have sex with Brodus Clay. I understand. <laughs> no, I said I'd or cut him open size. like a tauntaun. Yeah, but you'd have sex with ten size nipples. All right, can I get in the Chris's match of the week now? It's all the nipple rings. Chris's match of the week. All right, you guys may think I'm high or on some sort of drugs for making this my match of the week, but Antonio Cesaro versus Great Khali from main event is my match of the week this week. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it just Antonio, the, the, the caliber of talent that Antonio Cesaro has is just unmatched by anybody. And just him lifting up fucking... Goddamn Great Khali was just impressive. And it made Great Khali look good and made Antonio Cesaro look better. So, match of the week, that'll be up on Thursday. And Brandon, do you have any special 100... Do you have 100 shout-outs today? Brandon, shout-outs. Robert De Niro, wanna fuck me? I don't have 100, but it wouldn't be a special episode of Marking Out without giving a shout-out to the most beautiful diva of all time. So, Kelly Kelly takes the first one. Uh... And I can't say for sure that we'd be here doing 100 episodes. Can't believe I said episodes. If it wasn't for me, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it wasn't for Kelly Kelly. 100 episodes without Zack Ryder. So uh, mm. he's always a huge help to us. And I thank you, brother. And I thank him through this shout out. And last but not least, I bet you'd think it would go to NXT or Tyson Kidd. Or, or Bill Mott. Yes, or Bill DeMott. But truth is, we don't mention him enough. Colt Cabana, you mentioned him today. but I did, very briefly. He doesn't get enough mentions on the show anymore. There used to be a lot more. And yeah. that's it for my shout-out. Well, that, was, that was a good shout-out because that's, you know, that's the reason why you know, I – shot this idea to Dave. I was like, hey, Dave, Cole Cabana's podcast is awesome. Let's do and a that's podcast. It, and that's around the reason why I shut it down. <laughs> no. no <laughs> what are you talking about? We're, we're doing 100 episodes. How did you shoot it down? We're still here. Well, Dave almost shot the idea down. Like, after we yeah, did the, first, I, I, after we did the sh- first one, he was like, he's like, all right, that was fine. And then we started, I annoyed him about it, and now he's annoying me about it, where the fact that I only get text messages regarding the show about it. You know, I wanted <laughs> so bad to do a show like this, and I had nobody to do it, because, first of all, nobody would listen to me talk to myself but myself. Yeah. Second of all, I just, nobody 
there is no second of all. Nobody gives a shit about me. So when uh, I heard that you and David were doing this podcast, and David, for whatever reason, I still don't remember why I was with David when he went over to record at your house that one time. I think it was we- because we because we had you call in a few times, and we were like, "Why are we just having him on for like five minutes to talk about yeah. this no, no, segment?" No no no, 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 no. I think my very first time on was I went to Chris's house. I think you guys were going to a concert or something like that. I, I don't. Maybe Taylor Swift. Maybe. Actually. No, it wasn't Taylor it's Swift. Been we were going to SmackDown? Maybe I don't know who the fuck gives. It I don't know. Regardless, that's four. That's five. Uh, I think I had said one sentence on that episode. Yeah, you got sitting there talking, whatever, and you're like Brandon, anything? And I was like, uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler's fucking perfection or something like that. And then, then I started calling into the show, and then finally we were like, wait a minute, why don't we try Skype? Well, no, we, we tried Skype because that sound quality sucked, and I didn't want to eat up all of my minutes. And I was like, we have to figure out another way, or Brandon can't be on the show. And Brandon was all depressed about it. And then we're it's just like, like, I have to be on the show. I have to shout out Bill DeMott. <laughs> I know, I know. And now, and now look, look where it came to us. Uh, the culmination of like the first segment we ever had on our show, it's our... This is Fozzie Bear, and I will tell you a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because Marking Out has 100 episodes, waka waka. Mark Out Moment of the Week. Mark Out Moments of the Week. Um, it was going to be Antonio Cesaro picking up the picking up Kali for the neutralizer, which was which popped for. But let's let's give it to ourselves. Let's let's let's, let's mark out for ourselves because this is the one hundredth episode of marking out. You know, we just we just touched on it briefly. The fact that we you know. Dave almost shot this idea down, but we got it going, we got it running, we got a good fan base off of it, we got a lot of connections, and, you know, almost two years ago, I don't think any of us would have thought, you know, we were we would be at the level that we're at right now, and it kind of makes me mark out for myself a little bit. Like, I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt right now that says marking out on it right now. Yeah, and I feel like we still have a lot of big things coming our way. I know, like, like, and chocolate. We, like chocolate cake. Like big chocolate cake. <laughs> big chocolate cake. You know, there's a lot of things, and especially with the amount of, you know, we're all very busy people. Like, you know, you, there's there's episodes that, like, I haven't been there. Well, yeah, I haven't been there, and Dave hasn't been there, and Brandon hasn't been there. But, you know, and we, we strive every single week to just put together an episode and make sure it gets out there to you guys. Because we love doing this. As frustrating and as frustrating sometimes and as pissed yeah, off as the three of at, us at, t- at times we really want to strangle each other. Yeah, Why like, are you over-talking Chris right now, David? No, no, he's, it's the truth. No, like sometimes kidding. Dave wants to strangle me. Sometimes I want to strangle Dave. Sometimes I just hang sometimes, up. On- sometimes I want to kick the shit out of David. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know it's, but it's, 
it's it's a it's a relationship. It's you know it's like being in a band. You know you have a bunch of fucking girlfriends. You know I've got I've got you know as as gay as it sounds, everyone thinks I'm like a bondage freak now. You know it's 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 a relationship. You have you know Dave, me, and Dave, and Brandon have to talk on a constant basis. You know I have to talk with my band members on a constant basis about shit. Actually, just my vocalist because whatever I do, my drummer and guitar player are fine with. Um, but it's it's a constant struggle and. You know, after this week and this stressful and putting together this show and getting all the bumpers from everybody, by the way, thank you, everybody, for, you know, sending in bumpers. We really appreciate it. Thank you to all. And I just, uh, you know, I can't believe that uh, episode 100, this is, guys, this is our last episode of Marking Out. Yes, we were going to say anything really about it yet, but... This is actually our last episode of Marking Out. Yeah, I've uh, I've been called up to the main roster. Oh no, I was going to say this is our last episode of Marking Out before episode one hundred and one. <laughs> nice, but yeah. So next, yeah, so this is our hundredth anniversary. Hundredth anniversary. Podcast. But next week, uh, hashtag Marking Out one hundred and one. Uh, you will have a special treat next week because unfortunately I will not be here. I am going on a family vacation to Disney. So you'll be treated by the Wolfpack players who will not mention my name on the show once, which I give you my consent, gentlemen. It's okay. Last no, time I got a little... that. Now, now I'm mentioning it every second I get. All right, good. So it's just going to be Chris. Uh, for... Yeah, we're just going to open up the show. Chris, 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 Chris. I'll be waiting for it. And after... Saturday morning this goes up? Yeah, okay. Listen, well... listen. I have to tell you, Saturday morning, maybe – it's it's really difficult for me to understand technology sometimes, and last time it was a fucking shit show of trying. Last time we thought we had to re-record. It yeah. literally it took us like maybe seven hours to produce the. And it took it took us one hour just to get through the intro because I kept on laughing. <laughs> That's on the outro though, and yeah. I messed up on that fucking episode, and I hate myself for it. I have to remember outro goes last, not the. I put the intro by mistake and yeah. whatever. Well, I'm gonna. I, it's, it's just awesome that you guys are still listening to this. Yeah. Well, I should be. I should have this finished by. Uh, let's see. It's ten thirty now. We sign off by like ten forty-five. I should have it up by noon, hopefully. So let's let's the put fucking it. Fucking man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, everyone's tweeting to us. Where's when's episode? I know. Coming? Everyone's pulling the brand in. When's the episode coming out? <laughs> Yeah right. Are you kidding me? But let's 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 put a uh, let's blow out the candles on episode 100 and also on Jay Silva's nibble nibble uh, titty what? tassels there. Oh. <laughs> this, this week's picture of the week. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So markingout.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. You can listen to this on facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout. If you want to submit a musical interlude or maybe talk to us about an interview, because I think we may have someone pretty awesome coming up soon, markingout1 at gmail.com. But anyway, for myself, Dave, and the man of a hundred nicknames, Brandon, that's your new one. And you're yeah, sticking let's, to Let's just keep let's, it with that. Let's let's close this book and uh, we wish you. To, oh, I was gonna say on to three hundred more episodes. Yep, on to three hundred more episodes, and we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Hey guys, this is Cone Cabana from The Art of 
sports entertainment podcast, wishing marking out a happy 100 episodes. My best friend's punker.